0: Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica, the queen of Team. Please tune in
1: every single
0: Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome. Uh hope everybody is staying dry today. I think we, we might have a little bit of a break. It depends upon when you're listening to this. If you're actually on Tuesday at 9 a.m., it's Santa Barbara. It's wet. Okay, I don't know who you're listening to—L.A., Belgium, Moscow—but um, yeah, we have—we we are getting hit with some weather. Definitely need it. Um, and who knows how much it's gonna? I, I think it's gonna be what? What do you think? It's a wet January? What do you think, D? Uh, Absolutely, uh, Doctor D. Yeah. Are you uh? Are you safe where you're at, or is any flooding? Oh uh, no, kind of kind of hard to have flooding on a hill. No, we're yeah. doing. Uh, we're doing just fine. You're at the highest point where you live. I've never well, been. Well, let's just say we're, we're not at the highest point. We're at the summit. Uh, yeah. uh, we do live. So you can't uh, go fishing on the road. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for that advice. I appreciate that. Uh, a little running river. That's right. A little like brook that goes through. We have a brook
2: now. Okay? Yeah. It's on oh, our yeah. road. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I tell you, the the only the only downside with all of this rain is that so much of it is going to wind up right back in the ocean instead of us doing uh, the amazing thing we could do, inventing the collection devices that would help us to hold on to some of this incredible water. I mean, I think that would be a a
0: great thing for our kids and all of their environmental science classes. Santa Barbara would be the place to do it. We've got great engineering classes. Yeah. DP at Santa Barbara, they've always game breaking and the things that they like to do. So we should just put it out there. we got, we've got somebody get started.
3: Uh, That's right. Yeah.
0: Let's get it all, get it going here. We'd love
4: to have something, uh, <laughs> uh get created Barbara, Barbara wishing and, uh, art. Uh, they, they do just that. They do some watershed, uh, for, for individual homes. So if you're looking for somebody, I know they're, they're, uh, they got a great, what's process. their names again? Uh, uh, what's Barbara Wishingrad and what's, what's Art's last name, Melissa?
5: Oh my gosh. Art Ludwig. Art ah, Ludwig. Yeah.
4: Yep.
5: Yeah. Well, you
0: can okay. call them that's, and get them on
2: this project.
0: That's Melissa with aha. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what happens when we had to phone a friend. That's okay. Right. When you got it, yes, <laughs> information, We're going to let it out. Now we have aha uh-huh in the house. Okay. One of those aha uh-huh moments i'm very excited thank you melissa
6: you're uh, welcome.
3: welcome
0: let's do this um kids are in the house we've got we we took a little bit of a break with the with the break and now they're back at school and um let's get to some recaps dr g you ready
2: i am ready
0: all uh, right gonna start off Romy davies in the house son of our high school Romy, happy new year what's going on
7: thank you erica and hello everyone This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California with this week's Espidon Sports Recap. Santa Barbara girls water polo players, Ole Abondo and Abby Weber each scored two goals with Abondo adding two earned exclusions and a nine to six loss to visiting Oaks Christian on Saturday. Maria Biddle had a goal assist and steal for the Dons and Ella McClear had three assists. Goalie Nalani Yim had 10 saves. Santa Barbara was down 4-3 at the half, while the opposing team, the Lions, scored two penalties and scored on two of their four 6-on-5 advantages. The girls play DP on Tuesday and hosting them at our home pool. In basketball news, sophomore Luke Zephelado scored 28 points as the host Dons beat Park 80-61 Friday to finish the Santa Barbara Holiday Classic play with a 3-1 record over the four-day tournament. Zuffalato averaged 28.5 points over the four games and was named the all-tournament team back in, on December 30th. Zuffalato, again showing some amazing skills, scored 34 points to lead the boys basketball team to an 82 69 channel league win over a good shooting venture team on Friday night. The boys led 35 to 27 at halftime. Tomorrow, they play our rivals at 7 p.m. at SBCC. That's it for this week's Speed All's Recap. See you next time.
0: Thank you, Romy. Her, look, I think she's gotten more mature since the break. Don't you think, Dr. D? Oh, absolutely. We, we, you know, she voice. should uh, be it over just, on Channel 3 uh, doing her sports. Slides. You bet she you. does. She just slides in and out. I love it. <laughs> All right. At Dos Pueblos High School, we've got a Charger in the house. Valeria, Valeria, what's going
6: on? Thanks, Erica, and hey everyone, I'm Valeria tibucio Romo with this week's Charger Recap. Starting off with girls basketball, they played against Calabasas High School last Friday, but unfortunately lost the game with the final score of 68-61. Then, boys basketball played against Pueblos High School. Unfortunately, they did not win the game with the final score of 71-66. Then going back to girls basketball, they played against our rival San Marcos. They unfortunately lost the game with a final score of 48-49. to 49. Then on Wednesday, we had a wrestling match against San Marcos. The final score was 45-26, the Chargers taking the win. Our winners were Jacob Rubio, Damian Martinez, Cody Pierce, Ryan Ristol, Sean Vague, Abdul Bravo, Samuel Ramos, and Tyler Bryce. On that same day, boys basketball played San Marcos. Senior Grant Hughes led the team with 18 points, but unfortunately that was not enough as San Marcos won the game with a final score of 49 to 46. Boys soccer also played against San Marcos, but sadly lost the game with a final score of three to zero. Girls basketball played against Pacifica High School this Thursday. It was a tough loss for our Chargers with the final score being 67 to 32. Then girls soccer played against San Marcos, It was an even game, and the final score was 0-0. And finally, boys basketball played this Friday versus Pacifica High School. This was a great game, and the final score was 41-37. The Chargers taking the win. And that is it for this week's Charger recap. I'm Valeria Tibucio-Romo, and I'll see you all next week.
0: Thank you, Valeria! Your uncle is so, so proud of you. I don't know if he's going to be on the show today, but, you know, he doesn't stop talking about you. So keep up the good work. Um, You can see as many times as Anthony Rodriguez is on the TV. You've got big shoes to follow. All right. (laughs) All right. Next up. Sean Walters, Bishop Diego High School. Sean, talk to me.
2: Thank you so much, Erica. This is Bishop Diego High School senior Sean Walters signing on once again to give you the Bishop Diego High School sports recap. In our basketball news, about a week and a half ago, the girls team competed at the Avalon Tournament and finished in second place. Sitlali Morales received an all-tournament recognition and Galilea Lea de la Cruz had multiple 20-point games. That is so incredible, so congrats to our girls. Also, last Wednesday, the Varsity Boys basketball team beat a scrappy Foothill Tech team at home 66-60. Brian Trejo led the team with 19 points and Isaac Veal added another 12. Great job guys. The following day on Thursday, both the boys and girls basketball teams came up with victories. The boys outmaneuvered Kate with a 48-41 victory, and the girls dominated Santa Clara with a 53-23 win. Then, last night, the boys got another big league win at Kate in a back-and-forth game. Ryder Torres led the way with 15 points, and Brian Trejo added another 11. Great job, guys. In our soccer news, last Tuesday, both boys and girls soccer teams played and beat Laguna Blanca. The girls dominated with a 7-0 win, and the boys barely snuck by with a 2-1 victory. Due to the recent rainy weather, though, future games have been put off for the time being. Well, everyone, that's all I've got for your Bishop Sports recap. Please don't forget to tune in once again next week. This is Sean Walters signing off.
0: All right. Thank you, Sean. Another one. We've got Gangbuster. I tell you, he's so, so good. Thank you, Sean. San Marcus Royals. They have a duet. Okay, Ambrose Partey and Sammy Schaefer. Hey, you guys, what's going on?
1: Thanks, Erica. It's Ambrose and Sammy here with your weekly sports update.
8: This was a great week for our Royal athletes.
1: Our girls basketball team beat DP 48 to 39.
8: Michelle Ayanis led the team with 11 points and Mia Martinez followed with 10.
1: Great job, girls.
8: Also, Friday at the Holiday Cup, our girls' water polo team beat third-ranked Laguna Beach 13-12 before losing to top-ranked Orange Lutheran in the tournament final 14-12.
1: Coach Chucky Roth said, This is the first time in our program's history making the finals of this tournament.
8: In San Marcus's semifinal win, senior Ava Stryker and freshman Charlotte Raisin each scored five goals toward the 13-12 win with the help of Regan McKeon earning penalty shots in center.
1: Alaya Hamilton stepped up big in the goal for the Royals with 12 saves, including two penalty blocks.
8: Great job Girls Water Polo!
1: In other news, Boys Basketball beat DP 49-46 to 46 in
8: an intense back and forth battle.
1: Jack Wilson led the team with 15 points, with Wyatt coming in with 11 and Joe Pasternak coming in with 9.
8: Great work, boys! Also, moving on to hockey, our Royals had 5 wins over break. We beat Storm 11-1, 7-0, and 4-0, we beat Cougars 3-2, and we beat Poseidon 4-1. Great work, boys!
1: Also, the boys soccer team beat Dos Pueblos 3-0 to improve to a 6-0 record in the Channel League.
8: Luke Sheffy opened the scoring in the 20th minute as he ran onto a perfectly paced ball from Lionel Olivo and finished with a shot into the upper left corner of the goal.
1: Javi Elias scored the second goal of the game off an assist from Tully Knowles.
8: Ten minutes later, sophomore Jose Ramirez converted a penalty kick after being taken down inside the 18-yard box.
1: Great job, boys soccer.
8: And that's all we have for you guys this week.
1: Back to you, Erica.
8: Wow, that was a terrific. That's the only
0: thing I could say. The terrific royal duo we've got here. Listen, we've got a lot to show we've got. right after these messages. Keep it here. our teen sports radio show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in
9: every single Tuesday
3: 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And uh, I still have a bit of a head cold, but I want to bring you a Hackett's huga moment. So huga is that wonderful word that's been coined in Basically, the twentieth century that represents those comfy, cozy things in our life that help rejuvenate our energetic bodies, so we have all that adaptation energy we need to deal with stresses in life and so forth. So when people say "hugo," we're thinking about comfy, cozy, being with friends, making the environment uh, comfortable for learning, getting together with teammates and having fun and laughter, things like that. So sometimes when we're trying to create those wonderful Hugo moments in our life, we bump into shadow emotions. And when we talk about shadow emotions, we're talking about sadness or anger or resentments or those kind of emotions where kind of drains you of your energy. But it's really important to feel them because they've got information for us. They've got treasures. So we want to encourage everyone to feel your emotions. But when you're ready to shift them back into a happier, comf- more comforting, cozying space, they talk about um, how do we bring uh, ourselves out of sadness. And so I made a list of about 10 things that pretty quickly will shift our mental and emotional Uh, atmosphere. I thought maybe we could all share and talk about them a little bit. So the first thing on my list is tune in to your favorite song. So I was wondering maybe all of our co-hosts and guests could maybe comment on. Do you have a go to song that you like to go to when you need a little lift in your comfy, cozy day? Erica, do you have a favorite?
0: Oh, I've got lots of songs. Um, you know what? I heard a lot over the holidays that kind of stuck to me is that boogie woogie shoes. You know, nice. and they'd have the Grinch dancing and all kinds of things. And then people took it and then they matched it up and they were dancing around the tree and all that. I thought that was kind of cute. I remember getting stuck after um, a game and then uh, being in the garage and uh, you know, when that first song just came back out way back in the day, I don't know, 70s or whatever. It's a BG song, right? Um, yeah, I just would be blasting out. My dad came down screaming, what are you doing? Yeah, it." stuck with me. Good times. Happy
3: times on that song. Well, it's amazing when I was on the track team and we go to a meet if we didn't do that well. But on the way back, we just made the bus rock with some really great songs. We hopped off the bus and we felt fantastic.
2: Yeah, Christine, you have a
9: favorite song. Um, I have a favorite musician right now. His name is Trevor Hall, and he put out an album a little while ago called um, The Fruitful Darkness, and it talks about how we kind of utilize our dark emotions and how there's gifts and light in these places. And um, I've been listening to him for a couple months now to this album specifically to, to this, that, to him you know, he put out a song called The Lime Tree a long, long time ago. He used to be a reggae singer. And now he's a um, he's a and now he's a he sort of integrates spiritual and rock and music and all sorts of things. And I just love him. He's, he just he gives me so much joy. So I, anything by Trevor Hall will make me happy. beautiful. Oh, I love it. And the thing
3: to add to this, especially for teens to understand, when you play your favorite song to pull yourself in a different space, dance. Dance your heart out. It is amazing what a few minutes, even if you don't feel like it, but you just get in there and just move within two or three minutes, your whole body, the energetics feel differently. Maybe, Dr. Jean, you could help us understand how this is in our body, that it just makes us feel so
4: different when we dance. Oh, what a great, what a great intro. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I'm so, I always say I'm so somatic because when people are saying things, I feel it in my body immediately. And I think, yeah, you know, I, I can, I understand how that feels. So I, I think about that word empathy, right? That empathy comes from understanding when I say the word hunger, how you feel that in your body also resonates in my body. Oh, hunger. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what the, how that feels. Um, but you know, I was thinking about my, my favorite group right now is they're kind of a esoteric group they are called beautiful chorus. And they have a song called, I think it's called be like water. Let's see what it, with the waves we give and it's about water. And they say, you know, be like water. Um, you know, when nothing as rigid stays rigid around us, you can decide what shape you want to be in. Right. That you can allow formlessness. It doesn't have to be, oh, every time this happens, I, I, everything bad happens after this. I know how this happens. Right. Just being open to alternative ways that you might not have imagined that something might go. So if you're having a rough day, be like water. Oh, I
9: love it. Can I can I, I shoot love you? It. I love it. But I love the word emotion, um, uh, which reminds me of energy in motion, emotion. And when I remember that, I remember that if I'm feeling an emotion and I move my body, it shifts things for myself. Mm -hmm.
0: And I I want (laughs) to add, because a lot of people always think, oh, you know, happy, happy, happy. Sometimes it's you're not happy. okay, and that's okay Mm because kids, it's, it's it is really about faking it until you're making it and. You've got to get through that darkness. It's as likely you said in the beginning, Christine, you know, to get to the light, because really it's just one spark. So you're going to have to ride that wave. It's going to be really, really uncomfortable. And the emotions that you feel during that wave, you need to process those emotions and don't be afraid of them. And those are the things. And I I tell people, you get really dark. I've had experience with one of the students that Dominique and I uh, took care of and the the. Poor, the poor guy imploded. And I, I was not prepared for it. I didn't even know what that was. And thank God Dominique was here. And she's had that experience before with, um, you know, a few times in, in her life. And it was a perfect um, time for me to go through that process with her so I could understand it as well. So definitely, uh, I really appreciate that learning experience. And as a parent, Believe me, it, it will freak you out, but it's just something. It's a time and it's a process, and it's just a whole space for it. Dominique,
3: so huga—the uh, quality of huga has to do with soulfulness, and so that's what we are expressing here: is the feelings and our connectedness because we're sharing soul, and so that's why huga includes these shadow emotions, and we need teens to know we're making space for the comfortableness of the waves of energy that pass through the body but we're also acknowledging our ability to change those waves and emotions going through our body. Excellent Alex you're in the house how are you doing?
10: I'm good how are you Erica? You feeling good.
0: better? Um, thank you getting getting a lot better. So you you heard what we were talking about so what what's your to to uh, Said, who takes the tools that you can give to our kids as they're going through this experience?
10: I think acknowledging your emotions is always very important. You know, understanding that you're upset um, and, and being okay with being upset. I think that's it's normal. We all have phases. For me personally, I don't really have a favorite song per se. I mean, I can the Bob Marley song, uh, No Worries you know, be happy (laughs) that, I mean, you have to put everything in a perspective. If, if you're grateful for what you have and you appreciate what you have and you look at things where it's, it's kind of that living in gratitude kind of moment, you know, and trying to realize, Hey, you know, it's okay. It's not the end of the world, Mm. even though it feels like it, you know, and it can be really, really tough. Um, but there. No, the you know, no, what I, know
0: what always looked at is being here. You know, we we're so blessed because we have uh, co-hosts from the 20s all the way uh, to the 70s uh, on this show. So when you're spanning that many generations and you have different perspectives on things, and I look back when we were growing up. Because it was a little bit of more of a rougher um, area that I grew up in New York. I mean, kind of very rough, very rough. You know, kind of survivors of the fittest kind of thing. And it just your feelings and your emotions. And it was just you know, jump how high. There was no time. It was just all shut down when it came to what you can do and you can't do. It was always you better not do it. And I mean, it's all it's all been discussed and studied through all the. Know, taught not schools in the country that that was just the wrong approach where maybe we cannot use maybe it was the right approach at that time but the tools that the kids we have to give our kids today is not the right approach for them today so the whole thing about sharing and and um what we need to do as a community is be taught it's okay for the kids to be taught but the parents need to be taught because you can't implement your old school talents and how you grew up. And pass
4: those down because that's going to be a train wreck, Dr. Jean. Uh You know, I I know some uh, organizations in town that have uh, a lot of those tools, and I'm super excited for what's coming up in our in our next sections because. I think you're you're right on right that there's new tools and we need to get them out to people and the more that we can share yeah that how we're parenting how we're working in community it's it's really important and um, we have some really great leaders in our community so looking forward looking to forward to it fine I guess that this is a mic
0: drop right here take a break all right <laughs> let's do it let's keep it here we'll be right
2: back
0: Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the
4: Queen of Teen. Please tune in
0: every single Tuesday, nine
4: a.m. Hi, this is Dr. Jean with DrJeanTherapy.com, and we have a special guest here today. Uh, she's a good friend of mine and also an important member of our community, Melissa Lowenstein. Welcome. Um, she's worked as a social-emotional educator, facilitator, and administrator for the local nonprofit AHA since 2011. Um, she's got a master's in uh, dance and theater, and she's got an undergraduate in uh, education, or a master's in education, and she just finished her master's in clinical psychology right here in Santa Barbara at Antioch University. So welcome, Melissa. Really happy to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Jean. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> So I'm I'm curious, after all this, do you have a song that you like in particular? I am so glad I get to answer this question. <laughs> so um, I have been listening to
5: the Homecoming album, the Beyonce Live from Coachella Homecoming album, sort of on repeat. And that's kind of my go to. And I was thinking about emotions, about how so often when we feel really depressed and down, we're actually angry about something. And we're, we're turning the anger into ourselves. It's internalized anger, depression. Some say that's what depression is. And these songs on this album, a lot of them are very angry songs and they're all about just kicking butt and being strong and powerful. And somehow aside from just the rhythms and the, and the, the way the music makes me feel just the whole attitude of like, Mm. Empower a female empowerment in particular, but you know anybody's anybody has access to it. Um, that's a thing that can really jolt me out of any any kind of state that feels like I'm kind of done with it. When I'm done sitting with it, I can just dance to Beyonce in my kitchen.
4: I like that it get that also that anything that gives permission right? That music, I think really gives permission to have, to allow a feeling to be evolved, right? It kind of brings it out of you. And and like you're saying, especially like female empowerment, right? We're not always allowed or it's not, you know, there isn't space held for women to express anger, right? There's, there's societal expectations that we are the caregivers and the nurturers and, you know, we're, we're always having, you know, pleasant. And so, I, I love that you're bringing that piece in. I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's important to transmute that anger into something that's not necessarily destructive, but just expressive.
5: Yeah. It's a celebration it ultimately is what it ends up being. Mm. And, and, and it's, it's beautiful to think, okay, I can celebrate my rage just as much as I can celebrate my joy.
3: That is so fun. I, yeah. I had an interesting conversation with my children on Christmas Eve, where we actually shared our, our anger. We shared in life, you know, how angry are you? And it was like sharing this dark secret of how angry we've actually all been. And it caused us great laughter and mirth to find out that none of that we all
2: <laughs>
3: have experienced great anger. Uh, but then we chose we chose to act differently, but we acknowledged that anger,
5: right, yeah. it's name it to tame it is one of the big catchphrases at aha that we we name how we're feeling. We talk about how we're feeling instead of acting it out on the person in our household who's annoying us. we we name it and then we find another way to move the energy, oh, I love it. Name it to tame it. Woo, but we can't take credit. We didn't develop that. That's Dan Siegel. Um but we we have adopted that. We say it often.
4: I remember nice. saying that with, with my kids even in the midst of being frustrated and angry of saying, oh, look at why am I yelling right now? Why I am I'm really angry and I don't know why. And and just being in the I, I don't know is about it, but feeling okay to just be myself in front of my kids, not at my kids, not not towards them or blame them, but just naming my own, ah, oh, frustrated and angry.
3: Mm hmm.
4: What's what I have a
0: quick question. This is Erica. What what tools do you give kids when they just don't want to unlock that door to share? Because I have a friend right now that's dealing with that with her daughter. And, you know, it's she's what now? I don't know, 14, 15. And those I always I always say to people, it's a phase, phase, phase. If you're not that's getting not what right. you want out of something, it's a phase. Just let her process it. Don't push. You're pushing. and doing the opposite. You're making a runaway. Just face, face, face. I mean, that's what I did. If you would have come after me with questions, because now you're going to make me think I'm something's wrong with me.
5: Yeah. So I think that's that's really true. And there's another layer. And we do a lot of parent education as well at AHA. I don't know that but people know that we have a lot of teen programs, but we also work with parents. And um, so we we really emphasize. With the parents that if your kid is not forthcoming you do wait and you stay calm and you try to create a pattern where the child knows that whatever they do tell you that you're not going to freak out Mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to receive and hear and hold things and maybe you'll have emotions as the parent because we we do freak out about our kids when we're worried but that we can contain that and go process and manage that with another adult. But the kid can count on being able to come to us and say something that's really hard. And so you practice that just for as long as the kid is not wanting to reveal. You just be that person who's ready to receive whatever is going to come. And then when they feel that safety, they're more likely to open up. But it Mm -hmm. takes time.
10: Do you think, Melissa, that sometimes when when parents are so closed off with their emotions because sometimes we parents will try to protect their child Mm -hmm. where they don't want them to see the vulnerability how they're stressed out and panicking Mm -hmm. but do you think that works against them where they're kind of told to suppress their emotions and not share and hide and internalize everything and then that anger turns into depression or vice versa depression into anger
5: yeah i think i think the key is to, to find a balance between being vulnerable and revealing how you feel, but never having the child feel like they have to take care of you. You know, I've, a delicate I've balance. Yeah, I'm having big feelings and I'm okay. Yeah. That's the thing that, that makes the, makes the child able to hear you and not have the child bear an unfair burden for making the parent feel better. Yeah.
10: Yeah. And society does that all the time. I mean, we saw in the NFL with the game last night, uh, the bills, and uh, Hamlin, uh, DeMar Hamlin, you know, passing away for a brief moment on the field. And in the 70s, you know, the NFL, the, when that happened, uh, someone actually died and they and they carted off the gentleman. And and uh, they continued with the game, suppressing the emotion of the entire, I mean, the players and the audience say, uh, I mean, how do you get over that and continue to get back into the game? And the coach said afterwards, you know, that that was an empty win. We, we lost someone dear to us, and it doesn't mean anything. And I, I think society has always taught us, suppress, suppress, especially men. Suppress your emotions. We can't see you vulnerable. We can't see you weak. We can't see you crying. And that filters out and down to parents and to mothers and, and being strong for everyone, being that patriarch or that matriarch. And I think uh, having that sensitivity and vulnerability is so important because if kids see it then then they can feel okay to you know be that way and and show emotion
5: it's huge it's yeah huge. It, that's how kids learn how to do that is from their parents yeah so it really, like, role models yeah slow really down the, the the child will be too so it's really important to model that
9: yeah to really see for children for all of us to really see examples of the strength of vulnerability it's such an important strength Mm-hmm.
10: Yeah, I didn't see it at all. My dad hid it from me all the time. My mom, I saw it, you know, I, was supposed to, I got some sensitivity and vulnerability from her, but you know, I had that hard nose, hard, can't cry, none of that stuff, you know, from my dad. And as I got older, I kind of knew like, that's not how you need to live. You can't, you can't internalize everything. It It just eats away at you. It really does.
5: Yeah. And a lot of kids have never seen parents in conflict, there's. I think that was just the way people parented for a lot of years. It was like, don't let your kids see anything wrong. Don't let your kids see anybody upset. And then, you know, you've got teenagers and young adults who don't know how to how to deal with conflict because they That's never. That's
3: huge. How do you breach uh, that with your students who have never experienced conflict, and then you teach them conflict resolution skills? How do mm-hmm. you do that?
5: Well, we start with with working with emotions. Um a lot of it, you know, it starts it always starts with with self-management, you know, with this idea that when you're in a situation where your you, conflict comes up, you are responsible for your own way of having the conversation. You're responsible for what you bring. So, that's the first piece. We work with that a lot and that's that's a big arc for most people just really learning how to identify and and manage their emotions um and to not act them out to name them and then from there entering into a into a a conflict it kind of works itself out if somebody's managing themselves well um, and understands what's theirs to what's theirs to change and deal with and what's the other person's um that's that's sort of the the gist of it i mean we do we do some uh, restorative approaches work too through Aha, which is a lot. That's a lot about conflict resolution, as well. It's a, it's a pretty big topic, though. I won't dive into it there. But also just having being in the groups and having a rupture of some kind, and um, and seeing the facilitators how the facilitators navigate that. It's really a lot of teaching by example. Ah, oh, that's beautiful
0: you know what i want to do after the break let's take, let's take a little break but i want to talk about how we're going to get these services to the kids because the the info that i get from people that that it's just not readily available and i did not know if we need to maybe change um, the operations of how we get these resources to the kids but i've had a lot of we've had a lot of co-hosts on the show that's that needed assistance for their child and you have to figure out the after-school program. There's only so much time, especially if your kids are in sports and doing other things. And there's only so much. And this is not a, uh, you know, uh, on any any anybody that's out there. You only have so much time. It's like trying to get, uh, if you have acne right now, if you have a daughter or son, it's six months to go to get a dermatologist. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, let's let's dive into that right after these messages. Well, no. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the
5: Queen of Teen. Please tune
0: in.
4: Every single
0: Tuesday. At 9
5: a.m. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Melissa from AHA, and I'm so excited to be here to, to share with you some upcoming programs that we have at AHA. And for those of you who are not familiar with what we do, it, it's social emotional learning, um, is sort of the blanket term. We have after school groups, we have Groups in several schools in the district. Um, probably our, our crowning glory is our after school program. And we have groups four days a week. And those are after school at, at downtown locations. We have an ally group, a juniors group for junior high kids, creative group, girls group, sing it out, uh, which is an incredible music experience where you end up on stage at the Libero singing in front of hundreds of people, even if you've never sung a note in your life. And we also have an EQ Vibes music group on Fridays. So they're about an hour and a half. You get community service credits for being in these groups. There's also a paid track where you can actually get paid to be in AHA groups. And um, you get to hang out with a lot of really cool facilitators. And it's all about building healthy community, healthy relationships. Um, We also have in-school programs at all the junior highs in Santa Barbara, the Peace Builders programs and also at Carp High and Carp Middle School, we have programs there as well. So if you're interested in AHA, you can just ask at your school, do you have something here for me? Ask your your counselor at school. And um, we've got summer programs, we've got programs all year round. And um, the person to contact, I'm just gonna let you know, we have a website, www.ahasb.org, where you can get all this information and more. And we have uh, an enrollment person named Paulina, who's wonderful and bilingual. And you can reach her at paulina.ahasb at gmail.com. And you can also reach the enrollment people through the website. And um, there's we, we're doing so much, it's hard to get all the information out. We have a program with six free sessions of supportive counseling for anybody who's enrolled in our programs, including the parents of teens who are in our programs. And we also serve educators with that. So if you want some therapy and you haven't been able to get in anywhere and you want it for free, get involved with Aha and we can get we can give that to you as well. Parent groups also run throughout all the different teen programs we have we have groups for parents that are supportive and educational. And um, anybody have a question?
4: I see Dr. Jean. Yes. I do. I'm raising my hand. Um, You know, I, I'm just blown away by how much Uh AHA has expanded and especially, you know, just being in the schools, it must be so nice because it's accessible, right? Kids can go to it. They can choose to come and go. Um, But also I know that getting both, you know, student and parent involvement, right? Like you have both pieces. I'm just wondering, you know, what do you find as kind of like the learning edge of, you know, like what does AHA, what is AHA's learning edge? And like, how, is it about getting parents involvement, getting student involvement? Like what, what are those pieces that you struggle? Struggle is, is retention, is
5: people are so busy. There's so much going on um it's people get involved and then sometimes they'll fall away just cuz they're too busy getting parents to come to things at night when they're just overwhelmed and and super busy as well is also difficult that that's the growing edge and then getting the schools to bring us into the classrooms more we used to have some really incredible in school programs 10 weeks once a week where we brought social emotional learning into the classroom and the teacher got to take a little break and participate and we would bring four or five facilitators in there and do SEL activities and small group conversations. And the schools increasingly have been really strapped to, to weave those in with the complexities of COVID and then also just scheduling in general has been hard. We want more, we wanna do it more though.
0: So the pushback is from the schools because you have you have the resources and you wanna share, but mm-hmm. what it's bureaucratic red tape or they don't wanna address children's
5: feelings. What? What do you think it is? I think the schools are really trying to bring more SEL into the classrooms and uh, across the board. Um, and it is is—it's oftentimes just red tape and scheduling. It, that, that's the big struggle.
3: Hmm. Yeah. This is Dominique. Can I ask you a quick question? Are sure. you finding that kids is, being on screens and phones, that that may be eating up some of the time
5: that would normally have been spent in social emotional learning? Oh, 100 percent. It's. I've been with AHA since 2011, and things have changed a lot in the last five or six years because of digital devices, for sure.
0: So, are you one to put it in a a
5: Faraday bag and let's just put those babies away, or what? What's your take on it? We we do do that in our groups. We are we are screen free, um, and it's just the draw is so intense for the kids. There's there's so much investment in the in the life on the screen that it's just even their level of attention and and willingness to be just embodied in a in a physical form with other humans uh, is compromised and it's just covid made it worse so we're really fighting an uphill battle with that right now
3: so what's the answer because it's a dopamine hit when you're spending all this screens time and you're watching adults do it too yeah so what's what's the answer for society to put the phone down and go hug a tree.
5: Well, I'll share about my own experience. I have two kids, myself, 19 and 22, and then a bunch of stepkids, and watch them go through all this and really worrying about their, their digital use. And we really just tried to cultivate a lot of awareness around what are you doing on the device? How does it make you feel? Um, How do you feel when you take some time off the device, just really weaving it into the day-to-day conversation, sort of a meta-awareness around what is this thing doing to your mind and heart and body? You're, you're, and, and the more conscious and aware they become, um, the more they're like, okay, I'm going to put this down and go outside or I'm going to take a digital break for three days um, and recognizing when, it, when they're on there too much, when they're getting sucked in. And that's, I mean, it's not going away. So it's like us old timers have to figure out how how do we make life really livable and beautiful with these things that we didn't have when we were kids? Like we have to, we have to be on that, on the train with them. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a tough
0: uphill battle because unfortunately you have the medical Dr. Amy's not in here today, but, and I don't mean to be bagging on the medical, but I have too many friends that are trying to get their kids off of their devices and because they have that reaction, because it, you know, you're not getting that dopamine hit, then we'll, we can go. Let's go see a doctor. And what do you think the doctor oh. wants
3: to do? Mm-hmm. So
0: now we're getting this next generation of medicated uh, Addie daddies and Addie mommies, and it's, it's it's a horrible, horrible thing. When I when we the house was not feeling that like good for a couple of weeks, and I probably don't downloaded six books, Addie books. And it's absolutely amazing. And it's not- You're talking an- about Adderall, right? Yeah. And and it's not, it's, it's just, I had no idea, but you can't not Google it. There's probably 50 choices out there. And just to, I, I listened to all the books. So I, I went through about four or five books. And now I just, that's, you know, going down the dark, down a well of it. It's just like, wow. This is not good. This is, we have now, this has always been around probably. And uh, now we have the issues of fentanyl. Um, how much conversation do you have, uh,
5: Melissa, on fentanyl and Adderall and AHA? You know, it, it does come up in the context of other conversations. We, we, we're pretty careful. We're not a, about any kind of rehab or drug counseling um our groups are not therapy they're therapeutic but they're not therapy so really we lean into strengths we lean into okay what do you what do you want to be doing how can you live your best life as opposed to what should you not be doing because i think when kids get hooked into substances a lot of times it's because the alternatives are just not terribly sexy they're not they're not feeling really great about other things in their lives so we really try to reinforce positive ways of you know expressing themselves and being in relationship. And ideally, the need to experiment in that way falls away as, as they recognize that life can be really great without it.
0: I love that, though. I mean, you're giving um, um, them a, a safe space, a camp, mm-hmm. that they can be who they want to be. I think that's beautiful. That's wonderful. How can we help? Aha, if anybody's listening to this.
5: Well, you know, we are a nonprofit, so anybody who feels like clicking over to our website and and dropping us a donation, we always really appreciate that. Come to our spring fundraiser, sing it out at the Libero, um, which is on I wrote it down. It's on, oh my goodness, thought I wrote it down. Oh you'll see you'll see it out in the media. it's in it's in April at the Libero theater, and it's amazing, and you will not not cry. 13 or so teenagers and a couple of our facilitators also Mm -hmm. always participate getting up in front of a huge crowd and just rocking it with a live with a Mm -hmm. band it's it's everybody's on their feet everybody's screaming everybody's crying it's delicious and it's our biggest fundraiser of the year so please come see sing it out if you want to really get a feel for what aha is about that's where you can do that um, and then just you know, tell every teen that you know if you're a teen or if you're an adult listening to the show, get the teens out here for our after school groups. You know get get folks to go check out the website and enroll in at least one of these groups.
0: so i I, I did I didn't ask, is there a cost to this or how, how no, how we,
5: oh, okay, excellent. Oh. it's It's by donation, so we appreciate when folks donate a little something toward the cost. Um, but it, we, nobody ever can't be part of it because of, of finances.
0: Wonderful. And this is what it's about. Team Sports Radio. We like to support uh, nonprofits such as yourself, please. We'd like to give you some commercial time on AMN FM to help support you and all your causes. We'll get with, uh, uh, give you the contact information for Dr. D at the end of the show. And Melissa, you're invited back. As as many times as
5: you want. You're wonderful. You, you, you might not have known that, that Noah Block, who was here he with you earlier, that's my son. Uh, yes. Actually, I I put it to, I did put it together
0: like within this last three, four minutes. But yes. Awesome. Thank you, Santa Barbara. God bless you all. See you next week. I'm I'm a
10: with no I'm invincible. They outwind
8: every single day Mine's so powerful I don't need batteries to play I'm so confident